Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 59 of The Wise Guys. We're back. Another week, another episode. We got a lot of different topics to get into today. Well, one heavy topic, which is obviously week two NFL. But before all that, we got some intro stuff to get into, like new music and some other things. But how you feeling tonight, broski? Yo, I'm feeling great, vibing out. It's a good Monday. You know, we record on Mondays, drop Tuesdays for those that don't know. But I'm feeling great, man. Just ate some pasta. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got, I cooked up a little ground meat, man. But speaking of cooking, yo, I got a funny cooking story, man. Like a little lesson, I guess I would say. Um, so for the people out there that don't know, if you're making like your brownies, your cookies at home and shit, yours in a one cup measurements, there's different measurements to different shit. You know what I mean? What so mean? dry liquid, dry <laughs> ingredients are measured with a dry measuring cup. So the one cups, aka the scooper, like the scooper type cups, yeah, 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 that have the handle on it and shit, are different than the Pyrex Johns, you know what I mean? Than a Pyrex one cup. So a liquid, so liquid is measured differently, you know what I mean? Yeah, than yeah, yeah. the dry ingredients. So people don't realize that. So they'll use the same one cup that they measured the flour in and pour the oil in to get a cup of oil, like cup of water. Vice versa, you know what I mean? Oh shit! So you're saying you're saying like the Pyrex measuring cups that like they pour liquid into, you know, when you're cooking, versus the scooper Jones, like you get keeping a drawer. They're two different cups. Yeah, way two different. They cups. Both they don't say measure out cup, the same. Yeah. But they're two different cups. Two different one cups. Holy shit, bro! You just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's science, bro. Yeah. Liquid is measured differently than that's crazy. The dry ingredients. Damn, AKA my whole life a lot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, bro, it's it's crazy once you really. Get I mean, into you would it. assume like I mean I would know that. I mean, you would definitely know that. I mean, you if you take a minute to think about it, it hits you. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense because now that you say it, like they're two different sizes when you think about it. Like you know what I mean? Like the Pyrex cups bigger. I would you know I would imagine than the scooper. But when you think one cup, you would imagine it's one cup, one cup. Like that's just the measurement. But I guess not. That's fucking crazy. You learn something <laughs> yeah. new every day, y'all. That's so, a little lesson from the with guys. A little cooking man. fact for y'all. Real you know quick. what I mean? Dishing out a little bit of knowledge, but. We might, we, got have something. To, we might have to give him a chef tip every episode. Yeah, bro. I mean, that might be good, man. That might be good for the people. A lot of people got, like cooking now. Let us know if you want that, y'all. I'll definitely drop some knowledge on you. Nico will drop a chef tip every episode if y'all fucking want that. That's dope, bro. I really didn't know that. So I guarantee all y'all didn't even. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Unless you're in the same industry as Nick, obviously. But we're going to get into some stuff today, man. We have a birthday, of course. We always got to shout out the birthdays. Um, well, the special ones, obviously. Like Khabib, man. I can't, still can't pronounce this guy's last name. <laughs> but Nemerga Metal. Yeah, I was going to say it, but I didn't want to mess it up. But Khabib's birthday today, man. I think he's 33 years old. Shout out to Khabib, man, from Russia. He's one of the dirtiest fighters I've ever seen come across the UFC. Uh, Russian in a native. good way. Yeah, man. <laughs> in a good way. Not a smelly or bad way. But, yeah, man, Khabib is just, he's a problem. He was a problem. Now he's officially, I guess, retired still. I uh, don't know if we'll ever see him fight again, but he's really known for a lot of those big fights that he had coming up, following up to the real big one that everybody knows against Conor McGregor himself and their whole big beef that they had. I mean, throwing chairs through windows and at the, through bus windows. And I don't know, man, it was just crazy. <laughs> A lot of shit went down in that whole saga, if you want to call it that. But Khabib, is he arguably pound for pound one of the best UFC fighters, lightweight division fighters that you've ever seen, bro, come across? Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue against it. Um, he's definitely one of the best grapplers I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, he's one of the best wrestlers. Dude, wrestler definitely. the bear. I mean, he's definitely <laughs> nobody to fuck with. Yeah, I would not want to go up against Khabib. Uh, definitely well-respected, in my opinion. 
yeah, I got to put them up there, man. I like John Bones Jones. You know, I like Nate Diaz. Yeah, Chuck Liddell. Uh, yeah, guys all of them, man. But uh, as far as the GOAT, he definitely has to be considered. Yeah, I mean, again, man, I think he's pound for pound. Definitely one of the best lightweight um lightweights i've ever seen in the ufc and mixed martial arts hell of a wrestler like you said man the guy was wrestling bears at the age of like eight years old so if you ever seen that video if you didn't go check it out it's some crazy shit but um it's guy it's actually pretty cool because the, he lives in russia still and he was asked why he lives in russia still and he said because some of the i think the world's power is supplied by russia like a large portion of the energy that the world per, like the, for power like oh, is shit. is like there's a big like yeah there's a big land reserve in russia that not many people know about and uh he's actually trying to do a lot of big things over there for his home country and it's just it's cool to see stuff like that man you know yeah, no doubt. Definitely appreciate him more as a person now than I did before. Yeah, so he I does a lot of good things. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. And he even trains now. You've seen him in the corners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still good oh, that yeah. he does that, man, especially with his father, like, passing yeah, away. He's still, yeah. like, you know, I knew he was going to retire and shit and not go against his word, <clears throat> especially in the name of his father and shit. But his young bull Haas, man. I mean, Haas Bulla. Yeah, little uh, could the, be. The people's champ, man. <laughs> I think he's definitely a people's favorite. Um <laughs> He was versing Abdu, Abdu Rozik, for those of you who don't know, man, Hasbulla. <laughs> yeah, he's trending on TikTok, man. I, I, I think Abdu's one for the movies, the roles. I think Haas is the gritty fighter, man. He's the, he always got the guns on. They both have two different personalities, man, these little guys from I mean, Russia. Haas was just on the motorcycle this morning. You saw him? <laughs> yeah, man, he's always posting stories, talking to the people. Um, he, he's, they're real funny, man. They, they both went viral. And uh, we've been watching their videos forever, man. Now, just shout out to Haas, man. Haas yeah, Bula. You got to come over to the States, bro. But, um, yeah, man, you got to make, uh, what's his name? Abdul Aboyga <laughs> so he can eat it. <laughs> I know everybody knows that video. Boyga, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. For yeah, sure, man. Yeah, that shit's hilarious, yo. But speaking of today, man, great vibes today. What a time to be alive. Six years ago today. In my opinion, one of the greatest mixtapes to ever drop. Of course. Um, there's a lot of mixtapes that dropped in the <laughs> in the past, yeah, man. It, especially hard, our generation. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to put that as like in the top five. It's to hard to that? you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I just put it up there. Don't ask me what it is of my greatest, like, you know what I mean? My top one, two, three. I don't know. But all I know is that I still bump it till this day, like it dropped yesterday. Of course, man. I mean, shit, I was just bumping it on the way home from work. You know, we posted it up this morning for those of you that follow the page. What a Time to Be Alive by Drake and Future. Like Neek said, man, one of the best mixtapes of all time. And especially for the 2010s, they really shook it up with that one. I hope we're getting this What a Time to Be Alive, too, like they keep hyping up. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely, man. It's good for music when Drake and Future link. I think they have two styles that really complement each other. And, of course, if you get Tay Keith. 808 Mellow, Southside, all that. Yeah, it's just going to yeah, be Yeah, Metro man. and Metro. Southside. Oh yeah, we got to get Metro that on that. That was that whole tape. Metro, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Metro it's just the Southside. style, man. Metro, yeah. Future, and Drake, Southside, they kill it, man. But New Mozzie, so I was tell the say, people about that. Yeah, bro, I got. I just got to bring it up real quick. New Mozzie just dropped for those of y'all that listen to Mozzie. Uh, he's came up recently, I would say, but he's been rapping for a pretty long time. Not many people know. I, I, 
at least since 2016, 17. Um, but he just... Yeah, I, th- I think before that, bro. I th- yeah. Honestly, I think he's been rapping since like 2012. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Uh, but I recently just started fucking with Mozzie this year, man. Uh, definitely a dope artist from the West Coast. Just dropped his new album, Untreated Trauma. He's really a storyteller, and I can appreciate that. And, you, and I know you can too, bro, just coming up on the hip-hop that we did. Uh, Mozzie is a true West Coast hip-hop artist, man. And this album is really dope. I mean, it's a little different vibe. It's a chiller vibe, but it's a storyteller vibe. Uh, really fuck with the track Reebok on there. And also, he's got a track on there with Beat the Case featuring ESTG, bro. I know a lot of people are bumping him right now. Yeah, he's definitely up there. I, I fucks with him heavy, man. His flow is different. Um, ESTG, especially Mozzie, too. I think they're two good rappers. I, I don't know if they're great, but I definitely fucks with them. They're definitely on the playlist, you know what I mean? None of them rappers that land up there. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about, man. Oh, Jeezy. He's, dr- he's coming to the West Coast, man. What's your thoughts on him not coming to the East Coast? Yeah, man, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but I, I got to be honest, I'm a little upset that he ain't coming to the East Coast. Yeah, because he just, nah, he said that he was going to release more dates, and it's still not the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling, man, we wouldn't see Philly on there, unfortunately, but I think he's really focused on going to Florida and uh, a few other spots that he really didn't get to post the first time he announced the tour dates. But, oh, Jeezy, man, there's a, there's a couple of guys in the West Coast right now that are really doing their thing, like, oh, Jeezy, YG still doing this thing, you know, and my Ozzy now, um, you know, there's not many re- East, uh, w- yeah, West Coast rappers as compared to East Coast nowadays. Uh, we do have a lot of East Coast rappers. We always do. And uh, it's just cool to see some guys coming out of the West that are carrying it. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the drill rap going on. I think it heavily favors yeah, New York yeah, um, and all that. They're definitely trying to be like the UK. And it's kind of working. I mean, even but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it, I mean, even like Atlanta and and Florida and uh, Chicago, they have their own own scene. You know what I mean? West Coast really died over the years. If you really think about it, uh, it's kind of sad. Back in the day, in the '90s, everybody knows West Coast was this shit. Uh, Pac, Dre, you know, Snoop, you know, Ice Cube, all them guys. It was. It, I mean, the West Coast was really favored at one time, uh, and maybe for a brief period of time. Uh, but East always had them guys. Man, they always had majority of the rappers oh yeah if you do follow our page you know that we post about that heavy what's the best uh basically the best what would you call it section or oh yeah yeah, yeah, i I think we did cities yeah we actually did do cities yeah yeah i think we did atlanta philly yeah we did like new york yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. i guess what i was trying to get at is like you know how the midwest runs like i guess chicago and you can consider like maybe down south like in your opinion what would you do What's the best? What's the best hip hop like culture for you? The West Coast, down south, East Coast, or the Midwest? Um, you know, obviously, part of me ever since I was a young boy, I always loved East Coast rap. Um, you know. New York rap. I mean, it's just that boom bap. You know, it's where it originated. It's the birthplace of hip hop. Uh, so you got to go East Coast for, for yeah, people like us. Yeah. Come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? For people like us that grew up on the East Coast and the tri-state area with Philly, Jersey, New York right here. A uh, lot, of, lot of historic rap came from this area. So you just got to appreciate it. Uh, you know, East Coast rap always had that sound. So I always got to fuck with East Coast rap. But I'm really heavy 
on the Southern Bulls, yo. You know, shout out them boys in Memphis. Shout out them boys in the ATL. Yeah, I was going to say, man, know, man. they're all great within themselves. Yeah, you know they all I mean? have a, their own sound, which is cool. They all have, come with different, you know, uh, slang words and their accents and the way they carry themselves is a little different. Uh, but one thing I really love about this day and age in hip hop. I feel like a lot of these cities get along nowadays. You see artists doing features together. Uh, for example, we spoke, we talked about it when it dropped. Uh, Meek with Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. I mean, they're from three different cities. You got Atlanta, Philly, and Chicago. Back in the day, in the 90s, that would have never happened. So we're fortunate to have shit like that happen nowadays in the, the way rap is now. So it's kind of cool seeing the cities link the way they do. Yeah, no doubt, man. I agree with you on that. Uh, less beef, like the Meek and Cassidy shit. I mean, we still got a little bit of beef, Drake and Kanye. Yeah, you know what's crazy? But it, like, it's a little different than what it was. Yeah, they actually look out for each other now. They like they actually care about each other in a sense of like back in the day. They, I feel like it was you know heavy, obviously the East Coast, West Coast beef, and you couldn't go to different rap cities if you were from the East Coast. If you were in the West Coast, they probably fuck with you, vice versa. Um, but nowadays, it's funny because I actually just seen uh, a little Dirk in interview and apparently like meek was like telling them when they first started like talking i guess or when they first established this relationship that they got he was saying like yeah you know you got to take me out the o block you know i'm trying to come see your hood all this other stuff because meek from the hood he can appreciate it and you know uh, i think dirk's been to philly at this point now um but because he rapped about it in that song you remember but i think it's cool at the fact that meek was trying to go to o block and little dirk basically told him he was like look man He's like, I, you know, I know you can appreciate it and stuff. He's like, so I'm going to just tell you straight up. Like, I ain't even safe on O-Block. You know what I mean? Like, Chicago's just different. Apparently, like, they they don't care. Like, they don't even respect, like, Lil Dirk. You know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll come at him. So he was just saying, look, man, it's not always safe. Uh, just come at your own risk. You know what I mean? So I can I can respect that. Yeah, 100%. No, no doubt. No doubt on that, man. But we got to move to the next topic. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Cristiano Ronaldo, man. Champions League has started, and Champions League is his favorite tournament. He's just unstoppable, man. He can't stop scoring once he joined Man U, um, Manchester United. For those of you who don't know, that's where Cristiano Ronaldo started his career, and now he's back. He was on Juventus, um, right? Yeah, he was on Juventus, Real Madrid, and now he's back to Man U. Uh, led them to a 2-1 victory over West Ham. Jesse Lingard with the game-winning goal. What's your thoughts, man? Ronaldo, I think he's around 36, 37, still doing his thing. Yeah, he's like the LeBron of soccer, man. He really is. Um, you know I don't follow soccer as much as you do. Uh, you know, I've been getting more into it recently, I would say. Uh, I actually played – I mean, I played soccer when I was a young bull, but I just never really followed it too, too much. Um, but I always knew the big guys, you know, obviously, like Beckham and all that messy, you know. Um, but Ronaldo, man, he, he's definitely, I got to say, if I had to pick a favorite soccer player in the world right now, it definitely would be Ronaldo. I mean, you got to respect the guy's game. Um, he's just like, you know, just as the, some of the best, best athletes in the world do, like LeBron James, he invests how much money into his body every year. I think they're on the same wave on how they take care of themselves and how they train is just different. And he's just a gifted, talented guy, man, at, at the sport that he that he loves. And you just got to you got to appreciate it. So I think Ronaldo is that dude for sure. And uh, how many goals has he got now? I think he has three in his first two games, which is it's impressive, man. Coming back, you know, on this on this new team now. And it's actually know. actually actually he might have four first two yeah games. i mean three games then he scored it what was it today yeah he scored <laughs> he i know scored he scored today. every single game with man U. that's that's impressive man again you just gotta whether respect. it was two games or three games i'm high i don't know i mean you, you know he scored in all three or all two even if you don't watch or pay attention to soccer you know ronaldo's name you know cristiano ronaldo's name just because of who he is um but 
Uh, another guy that I got to just shout out real quick because I do know who he is and I've seen his name. And uh, you actually put me onto this guy, man. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but Erling Holland is his name. He's yeah, a young, bro. young soccer star, man. Go. This dude's got a cannon for a leg. I seen it on Bleacher Report or whatever it was on that day. I think I sent it to you and I was like, isn't this the dude you told me about? And uh, yeah, man, he's a demon. He's a fucking beast. I think yeah. he scored every game. Like yeah. I'm, I'm betting on this yeah. dude every time. He, every he was time minus he 100 on, I'm mean, <laughs> minus 400. 100. On FanDuel. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Two man. goals a game, pretty much, is like yeah. what he's averaging. He's a beast, bro. And he's like, what? How old is he? He's not even 21. I was going to say, what is he, like 19? If, if, if not, he's like, yeah, he's got to be tw- early 20s, younger than us. <laughs> it's crazy, man. And he's basically what would you consider a rookie of yeah, soccer yeah, right yeah. now? Yeah, it's just impressive. But yeah, man, definitely shout out to Cristiano Ronaldo. And uh, he just keeps continuing. To play, man, on that level, which is crazy at his age. Um, but I, I don't really know the age for soccer, like the longevity. Yeah, of they, they go pretty deep. Yeah, but that it's just impressive to me. But uh, we're going to get into drum roll. Let's you already it, know. You already know what it is, man. NFL week two. Week two already, man. Week one flew by. We got it. And uh, we're going to get into some stuff. But before that, we do have a new game that we're going to play today. We're going to get into. Um, it's it's basically going to be called Yes, Sir, or You're Tripping, Bro. That's that's basically what it is. Me and Nick are going to run down these questions. We got about six of them. And uh, we're going to we're basically going to say Yes, Sir, or You're Tripping, Bro. So let's start it off, man. You want to start it or I'll start it? I'll start it, bro. So we're going to get right into it. Go ahead. Bryce Harper will win the NL MVP, and the Phillies will make the playoffs. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you why. I think yes, sir, because Bryce Harper is playing some of the best baseball of his career this year. Uh, Didn't look like that to be in the beginning, but he really picked it up, man. He got hot. He's doing what he's doing right now. Uh, I forget how many homers he has in the past what month but I, I know it's impressive man his month of august was impressive he's batting in the 320s right now and it, it's just crazy to see i think he's plus yeah he's past 30 home runs at this point and he's just continuing to show i mean i think he leads pretty much all the way down the board in stats right now right now and i'm talking tatis i'm talking muncie they just showed it the other day on a br or one of those pages it might have been sports center mlb i'm not too sure uh, but bryce harper is proving the fact that he could be nl mvp and the phil's play tonight we're going to be tuning in after this episode versus the orioles shout out to our boys liam and tommy going to the game tonight let's get this dub but um my point is is yes sir on this question and that bryce has a chance and definitely has a shot to win MVP. And the Phillies are one game out, and they're going to win tonight. So they could take first in the NL East. You heard it, heard it. You heard it from the guy, man. He thinks Bryce Harper will win the NL MVP, and the Phillies we will make the playoffs. Before we move on to the question. That's nice. Yes or no? I think so, man. You I think, think so? so. Yeah, All right, cool, yeah. cool. I think Tatis kind of fell off a little bit towards the end. I'm and disappointed Bryce is to hot. say that. Yeah. Bryce is and really you know, I disappointed love Tatis, to say yeah. that. One of my favorite guys in the league right now. But we're going to move on to question two. This is to Nick. All right. Will Ben Simmons stay on the Sixers all season long? I know our Philly fans are busting right now just from these first two questions. What do you got to say, bro? You're tripping, bro. I don't <laughs> think he's going to make it, man. I think Daryl Morey's going to wind up getting rid of him midseason, if not before the season. Uh, I think he's just a bad element for the team. Uh, bad vibes. I don't think he was clearly just on record him, saying yeah. he didn't want to play yeah. for the team or he didn't want to have anything to do with just the team. Just him putting out that statement. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just bad vibes. Bad uh, news. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like him there in that situation. I think it will affect Joel Embiid as much as he says it wouldn't. Uh, he says he loves playing with Ben. I feel like that's false. 
Um, as much as I'm not calling Joel and be a liar, maybe I am. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think he'll stay, bro. That, nah, I, I wish I could have answered that one with you. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he stays either. Just my quick input on this. I don't think he stays either. I think Ben's attitude at this point, he showed Philly uh, just making that statement that it, it left a bad taste in Philly's mouth. I know it left a bad taste in mine. And uh, I, don't think, I don't think Joe really necessarily doesn't like he. I, I feel like he likes Ben, but he just wants more out of Ben, but he won't say it publicly. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah, no doubt, man. I agree with you on that one. So we're going to move into question three. Yes, sir, or you're tripping, bro. We have seen the last of Carson Wentz ever get him back to what he was in 2017. Yes, sir. We have seen the last of Carson Wentz. Never thought I'd see see the day. Well, I I did. I did. Th- I did think I'd see the day. I predicted this a very long time ago. Um, <laughs> he's so hype. He's delusional. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I just can't even talk. That's how excited I am. I'm a Carson Wentz hater. Number one Carson Wentz hater club um, <laughs> committee right here. Uh, I, you know, I'm just gonna say it how it is, man. And uh, I know Philly can finally let it out. I mean, I'm seeing all these Eagles fans on yeah, Twitter. It's kinda good, yeah, it's kind of good. It's funny. Yeah, we're all joining in. They on were the like fun. the Triple H diff this whole time. I mean, I know every time they watched that guy play on Sunday, they were not happy inside, and they 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 put that happy face on, and it just you know it's kind of like that one gif, uh, the one meme <laughs> yeah, with the, with the yeah, mask. Yeah, that's exactly how Philly fans wear. You can't tell me otherwise. But Carson Wentz, man, uh, you know I I look I hate, and you know this about me, I hate. To, to I, I would never wish an injury on somebody. I would never want to see players get hurt in this league um, that a lot of players do get hurt in. But this dude is made of absolute glass. He's oh, a yeah. glass I, house, I have to agree with you 100% on that one, man. He's got um, two sprained ankles right I've now. watched Peyton Manning play injured through a whole season. Uh, what happened to playing injured? Like Phillip Rivers, man. Uh, Tom Brady apparently played with a torn as MCL. As, as much think, as people made fun of Tony to, Romo, yeah. he played through so many injuries, There's bro. So many, cracked I think ribs. Ben, ben Roethlisberger played through cracked, <laughs> cracked ribs. Cracked ribs, punctured lungs, everything else, bro. I mean, it, it, and it happens. But this guy is made of absolute glass, and it's just, it's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. He has two sprained angles right now. He was hurt. Before the season, uh, this off season, and look how many injuries he's had when he was in Philly. I mean, it, it's just it, it's in front of our faces that this guy is just not who he's people. Like a baby deer out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just not who people thought he was going to be, man. And uh, I, I really was. I, I, even when he got drafted, I, I didn't believe the hype. I always told people since day one in 2016 that Dak Prescott would be a better quarterback in, they sent a, in the NFL than Carson Wentz would be. Uh, that's a totally different subject and topic. But to answer this question, it would be, yes, sir, we have seen the last of Carson Wentz being on that level, which that was the question on that 2017 level. That's done. That's behind him. He is not going to do anything close to that. Definitely we agree on that one, man. We have definitely seen the last of Carson Wentz <laughs> as an MVP caliber player. You already know. Um, so the next question we have, question number four is for Neek. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, we threw this one in here to make people laugh, huh? The Eagles will win next Monday night by <laughs> at least a touchdown. Yes, sir. Or you're tripping, bro. What is it? You're tripping, bro. Ah, I think uh, I think Brandon Graham <laughs> was a huge loss to the Eagles, as it kills me to say on the injury topic again. Um, and it just sucks that the Eagles are seeing the Cowboys when they just got grooving, um, finding their rhythm with Tony Pollard and Zeke splitting carries. We will talk about that later. Um, CD stepping up. 
I feel like Amari Cooper, man. Let's just talk about Amari Cooper as a pass blocker, as a run blocker, as an everything blocker. I think that guy just looks for contact. Uh, he reminds me of Heinz Ward so much. That's why he's one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. That's a great comparison, actually. Uh, just my two cents on this quick, because you know I can't refrain from not doing this uh, <laughs> on this question. Uh, yeah, you're definitely chirping if you think the birds are coming into Dallas next week at our first home game and beating us. You're absolutely wrong. It's our first home game, folks. You see what we did. We went down to Tampa and almost beat Tom Brady and them Super Bowl champ bucks. I know we lost, and L's and L. But uh, Greg Zerline makes that kick. We won that game, and Dak still outplayed the GOAT, Brady. Uh, so you've seen what that did. Uh, this is our first home game. So no way Philadelphia comes in and beats us. I know they're coming off this loss against San Francisco, but unfortunately they're taking another one this week. Uh, so it's great, man. I just love to see it. I think uh, all around we just have it over the Eagles. I do like the way the Eagles looked week one, uh, but I, I knew it was kind of fishy because they did play the Falcons defense. They played a, a decent team this week. They played the 49ers, a pretty good team, 2-0 team. And, um, you know, they, they, they just showed that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think that we have it over the Eagles. We have the edge. So it's you're chirping. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You already know. We both say you're tripping on that one. So we're going to move on to the next question. I want your opinion on this, bro. It's been coming up lately, especially after last night's game. Lamar Jackson, huge topic now because he beat Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's elevating him a little higher than he was. I think Lamar's still a great player, man. I think he's still that MVP caliber player. That's a different topic we'll get into. Yeah. But I want to know, has he passed Mike Vick? Has he reached Mike Vick? What's your thoughts on that? As an like, as he passed them, reached them in a sense is we're gonna name off his. They're both of their best three seasons, and you tell me who had the better season. Okay, um, well, on this question, I'm I'm not gonna say yes, sir, or you're chirping, bro. Just for the simple fact that I know I'm going against the rules here. This is the fun in the game. Uh, but the the fact of the matter is, I think that Lamar Jackson hasn't. Um, he hasn't surpassed Michael Vick yet, uh, but he has the potential to. He certainly displayed that last night against the the baby goat Patrick Mahomes. We all thought, you know, I, I at least thought the Chiefs were taking that game yesterday. Um, you know, the Ravens looking they're looking hungry though, especially with the the shallowness at running back. I think they're, they're you know Lamar stepping up, doing what he's got to do. I am I'm really honestly I'm pleased to see Lamar throwing the ball a lot better this year. Uh, it looks like he's throwing a lot more passes this season, and uh, you know that's something that's, that's that's a good point for him. So I guess if I had to make the question more game friendly, I guess like because we're playing the yes. Well, I think you know he can mean? pass. Will no. So this is going to be the question. Lamar Jackson will never pass Mike Vick. You're tripping, bro. You're tripping. Absolutely. Uh, I think if even if <laughs> this guy's already won an MVP, uh, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback and he's one of the greatest running QBs of all time already. <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy puts up 100 yard games just like a running back uh, and also is throwing the ball. Uh, and who paved the way for that? Mike Vick. Um, so you're looking at, you know, the guy that paved the way and the the young guy who is is killing it right now, just as he did. Um, it's kind of like watching the same exact player because we got to grow up and see Vick play. And now we're watching Lamar Jackson play. And I, I feel like it's the same guy on the field that I used to watch back in 2004. Um, that, you know, they both on a Madden cover. You know what I mean? I mean, Lamar's really in his shadow right now. And but he does definitely have a chance to surpass Vick, I think, one day. Yeah, I got to agree with you on that one. Uh, he definitely has the higher ceiling, especially in today's game. Uh, Lamar is just different than many quarterbacks, as was Mike Vick, but it's just different, man. Uh, when Lamar runs, he's 
He's lighting up I fast, think, yeah. bro. They're definitely they were both fast, but we have some stats here, honestly. Um, so we're gonna take Mike Vick's best three years, in my opinion, two thousand two, two thousand four, and two thousand ten, and Lamar Jackson's last three years, not including this one. Um, the win percentage, Mike Vick, point six seven percent, and Lamar Jackson point eight percent. He has a high winning percentage. The Ravens do win. Um, passing attempts, Mike Vick, 1,114, Lamar Jackson, 947, obviously Mike Vick passed more, um, but Lamar Jackson has a better completion percentage, I guess that alludes to the more yeah. passing, but more passing yards, 8,267 Lamar, 7,085, but Lamar has more touchdown passes, man, I mean, 51 to 68. That's shocking. That's a, that's a, know. that, yeah, that's Because I was just thinking in my at. head. Was Vic a better passer than Lamar is? Uh, even though Lamar is just as good as a runner, if not, could, could pass Vic on running. Um, I, but, yeah, I think that's the stat, man. That like really. Yeah, that that I, that, that, might that tells throw, a little. That, that tells might, a little. That might give Lamar the edge here, um, and and change my thought process a little bit there. Um, but you know, and, and if you think about it, Vic was the only guy doing what he was doing back in the day. There is guys that in the league that are doing what Lamar is doing, and they're running uh, for almost a hundred yards a game and rushing touchdowns in, and also throwing the ball for 200 plus yards a game uh so it, the game is also very different nowadays but um when you compare those stats man that's pretty impressive yeah definitely man so we're gonna get a little bit more intricate keep on the same kind of thing yeah, I got uh, a question. player comparisons yeah I got a you question. let me know i got this one for you i got this one for you uh this is another one that uh, has been floating in my mind recently and uh definitely it's coming come up in conversations i'm sure with a lot of people but do you think that travis kelsey could pass Tony Gonzalez is the greatest tight end of all time. Yes, sir. Okay. Definitely, man. Travis Kelsey's my guy. Yes. Um, receptions, we got some stats here. Tony Gonzalez has 294, Trav 293. So they're kind of the same in, in their best yeah. three years. We're not talking the whole career, obviously. Um, yeah, and Travis Kelsey has more receiving touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. I think that's wow. just as much as you need well, to know. He didn't break the record, but I think he he's the fastest tight end to reach, what was it, seven or 8,000 yards? 7,000 yards, 7, yeah. 000. One thing I will pump the brakes on a little bit is he has Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. Tony Gonzalez didn't have that That's sort true. of quarterback, That's so true. the comparison's very hard if you really want to dig deep. But from the eye test, I think Travis Kelsey's ceiling is so high that he could yeah, pass he's still Tony running Gonzalez. running the routes. He's yeah. still – I mean, that play he made last yeah. night, that big touchdown he had, man. Yeah, it's I, just hard to yeah. say that he can't, so I, I'm obviously A lot of people yes, – yeah, I mean, he didn't even look like he was about to score on that play, and he, he wound up I think he has the play. best yards after catch for anybody in the league. Like, yeah, he's, any wide receiver, I, I think he – yeah. yeah it's as just we a, know – yeah. I, I know for sure for tight ends, but – He's just different. Yeah, t- yeah, Travis Kelsey is, is a wide receiver play, playing tight end. That's that's just what it is at the end of the day. Um, you know, <laughs> that's just it, man. I, and I personally love the guy. I love Travis Kelsey. I love watching his game. I love watching him play. Uh, that team's just fun to watch, obviously, with Tyreek, Patch, and um, Travis Kelsey. But we are going to move on in week two, and we're going to get into it, man. <clears throat> we got... Yeah. yeah, so we're going to get into it, man. Week two, we're going to get into it, and we're going to get into Cowboys Chargers first, man. First things first, 
We're going to get into this game. I'm hyped. My team won, took the dub. I knew we were going to bounce back and win this week after that game and how well we played last week. Um, wasn't the greatest game for Dak. Uh, I got to be honest. It, you know, he was 23 for 27, zero touchdowns and an interception. The interception wasn't his fault. I'll back him on that. Uh, miscommunication on a coup in him. Um, but he, you know, he didn't run the route he thought he was going to run or whatever happened there. He saw it on the replay. Uh, but Dak, he didn't need that. He didn't need to have a huge game. When you have this running game that the Dallas Cowboys have, I just couldn't wait to get into this, man. Running back duo with Zeke and Tony Pollard is unlike no other in this league. And I, I'm just going to staple it there right now. And uh, we have a backup running back playing better than half of these teams running back one. It's a, it's a great thing to see as a Cowboys fan. I love this running back duo, the one-two punts. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to stop, man. But two things really won this game, the rushing game and our defense. This Cowboys defense is looking serious, man. They did a complete 180 with getting Mike Nolan out the door. In comes Dan Quinn to save the day. And this defense is looking sharp this year, man. Uh, the, Cow the Cowboys defense is just looking 10 times better than it did last year. Micah Parsons, I just have to bring this kid up and praise him for a good two minutes right now. Micah Parsons, defensive rookie of the year. You can book it now. Uh, he, <laughs> they, they asked this guy to play defense and he's a linebacker. We drafted him as a linebacker, he played defensive end in high school, uh, ironically. Uh, but Demarcus Lawrence, as you guys know, broke his foot in practice this week. Randy Gregory is out on a COVID protocol, I believe. So what happens now? They ask Michael Parsons to come in and play defensive end. I, and it's so crazy, man, because the day we got the news that Demarcus Lawrence broke his foot, and you can vouch for me, bro, I told you, don't be surprised if Michael Parsons starts at defensive end this week. And you were late. You sent me the eye emojis, man. And look what happened. A week later, that's what happened. Yes, sir. That's crazy. That. Yeah, man. Uh, and he came in and played better than any DN this week. That's the most craziest thing. It's like I'm, it blows my mind. Um, it, it, it's just it's nuts, dude. He was training with Demarcus Ware. He was training with D Law in the off season, and it's just cool to see it because, like I said, he played DN in high school. He had four QB hits and one sack. He had eight quarterback pressures this week, which is the most since. Uh, Bosa in 2019, which is impressive, man. This guy played this defensive end just for the day and did these kind of numbers. Uh, so again, man, Micah Parsons is the real deal. I was so hyped to see this kid go on the defense this year from Penn State. Penn State is my college squad. Uh, linebacker, you, you just got to love it, man. You just got to fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you guys are probably saying as well. <laughs> um, one question I got for you, bro. Is the Tony Pollard? I noticed you said that Tony Pollard is playing better than most teams' RB ones, including your own. So <laughs> I want to know: is that a little bit of drama in the locker room that's not going to shape out too well? Uh, we have Tony Pollard quote saying, "We just wanted to go with who's hot." End quote. Start quote: If he was hot, we would have went that way. It just turned out this way. End quote. I don't know, man. I thought that was a little like, what the fuck? If I'm Zeke, I'd be like, oh, word. Like, they just one was who was hot. I'm not hot anymore. Like, I don't know. It's just bad vibes a little bit. Uh, I know Tony Pollard's a bull. That's why, like, I, I just know they, he's going to get what he get. He's going to nah, get yeah, what he I, wants. He's going to get what he needs, what he deserves, all that. 
no, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really take anything negative from it. I don't think it was meant in that tone. Uh, I would love to see the actual video. I would, I don't think it was meant in that tone whatsoever. I think uh, Zeke and TP have a great relationship. I think the team's relationship that they got in the locker room, the energy's high this year. Uh, all the guys get along great. I mean, Hard Knock showed a lot of that. I mean, him and Zeke get along great, and they love running that rock together, man. This one-two punch is for real. And um, you know, a lot of people in the media, they don't, you know, a lot of. First of all, a lot of people dislike Zeke, so it's easy to hate on Zeke. Um, but he, I, I think Zeke's still prime, man. I think he's still got it. I think if you give Zeke 20 carries a game, he'll rush for 100 a game um, and give you that. But it's not like how the 2016 Cowboys were before Tony Pollard was, was on our team. Uh, I think now they realize that Tony Pollard can run the ball more than just a backup role. So they're using that one-two punch as the Ravens did last season when you saw it with Gus Edwards, DK, and Mark Ingram, and how you know Cleveland does it with Kareem Hunt and Nick chub there so on but i just think that i don't think that was meant in any old way i think zeke just wants to win football games and so does tony power this whole team does they're tired of losing and uh, zeke was just touching on that i believe last week yeah so but would you think that hurts zeke's legacy as though like i think he'll end up as lev bell in a sense like we only got him good we only pittsburgh only had lev bell at his prime for at least two years if not one year so I'm feeling the same as Zeke. Like Zeke needed this year to prove to everybody that he was elite. As much as you say and I say that Zeke has been elite, we know that we've been arguing it for years. And we needed one more good Zeke year to say that he was an elite back and he could go to the top like you know, the top five. Yeah. He can hang with Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, uh Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. He just needed one more year. And I feel like Tony Pollard, I, I wish he would have just like did this next year man i wish we could have just let zeke rock 200 every every game you know what i mean, I mean yeah I mean, two touchdowns i know they're conserving zeke it's mike mccarthy as well it's the play calling all that factors in but i just feel like we won't be able to see zeke as another like i know he wants to win a ring man but i, I just think it's the end of top tier zeke like not him personally but yeah well, obviously we'll he has the potential to yeah, play yeah, at that you level get what I'm saying. What but we'll the way see. the cowboys coaching is and the way that they're playing uh they're using both unless backs. he ends up on miami dolphins no nah. <laughs> nah, i don't think this is an issue honestly um i you know obviously i wanted to see z come out claim that rushing title back this year but if that means that you know both of them splitting the carries can win us football games um by throwing teams off with the one-two punch you got the quickness of tony pollard and you got the power of zeke uh you've really seen that on display yesterday i mean zeke's getting 16 carries tony pollard 13 tony pollard i think had a uh, he had 108 or 105 uh yards zeke had 77 or 70 70 something yards and a touchdown they both had a touchdown yesterday so if you have two backs like that that, that are rushing with only that limited carries for that amount of yards uh both getting touchdowns on the day yesterday it's a great it's a great thing but i do agree um it is going to be hard for zeke to claim that rushing title back uh with him not getting those amount of carries as he he's used to getting he's not getting the workload that he used to get when he got drafted um but at the end of the day i think zeke is still um he, he is a generational type back uh he can play at that level he can handle the heavy workloads he's proven that his first few years in the league he did have a season where he was suspended for six games and last season uh was just sucked all around uh due to you know just multiple things Dak being out etc but uh just you know i i'm liking what i'm seeing as a cowboys fan right now all right, so since 2019, Zeke had 572 carries, Pollard 203, 20-plus yard carries, Zeke 7, Pollard 10. What I want to know is, do you think that 
everybody tweeting all of these type of stats, everybody tweeting RB1, Tony Pollard, do you think it'll make Zeke salty, or do you think it'll actually help you guys and it'll make Zeke want to work harder to show think- the world that he still has it and that Tony Pollard's still a little bro and that he could still – or do you think that Zeke will be salty? I, that, it's, yeah, it's I gonna, think, one yeah. of the two things is going to happen. Nah, Zeke's think- honestly going to get frustrated. He's going to see that he's making the money still and he's going to relax still. He's going to like – you know what I mean? Go on the back burner, mm-hmm. or do you think that Zeke's just going to push harder and still try to be that RB one? Because yeah, I think yeah. right now, yo, it's up for competition. As a Cowboys fan, do you agree, or do you think yeah. that McCarthy's still just Zeke's RB one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think McCarthy's going to tell you that at the end of the day, Zeke, oh, it's going to be running back one, uh, just for the respect factor of what he's already done in the league. I would say so, and uh, just as a complete back with blocking. I mean, you, when you look at Ezekiel Elliott, he's one of the best. Uh, Running back block, he blocking running backs in the league. Uh, when you see him blocking for Dak, man, he's like another lineman out there. He's like a tight end. Um, he's really putting in them blocks. Tony, he's, he's a smaller guy than Zeke is. He's again, he's the quicker guy. He's the younger guy. He's the more hungry guy. He's not getting that big paycheck, ninety million dollars contract yet. Uh, he's still playing for something to prove. Uh, so I love this kid balling out the way he is right now. I think Zeke's embracing it as little bro. Uh, again, man, you really got to see some of their relationship in hard knocks this year. When I love the fact that my team was on there. So you could see the behind the scenes like that. And uh, this season, man, yesterday, the vibes were great on yesterday's game. I mean, when TP scored, you see Zeke over there cheering for him. Like, it's just, it's, I think the team is just at a positive, they're in a positive mindset right now. I think uh, everybody on the team will tell you Zeke's running back one still. Uh, but I think Tony Pollard could potentially take that job one day. He could. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't have that potential to. I love, I love what Tony Pollard's been doing. He's been balling out. And stat-wise, he's, he's better than Zeke right now this season so far. Um, but again, I uh, just love to see this this one-two punch with both of them guys. Yeah, one hundred percent. It will go to show how much Zeke has matured if he is content with this, and if it does yeah, not turn into something different, um, it'll show kind of that he has the maturity that he just wants to win, get a ring, etc. That he doesn't care about him. It's for the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Zeke is a team player, so I think it will turn out that I way. Out. I think Zeke's more of a Zen guy. Like he's not more of a confrontational guy. Yeah. Like, like if it was um Lev Bell, for instance, as yeah, a Steelers yeah. fan, it pains me to say. His attitude was yeah, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, you know what I mean, rapping and shit, whatever the fuck he was doing. Uh, but he was just yeah, he just wasn't a team guy. It felt yeah. like, but. I feel like Zeke's different. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Zeke, uh, you know, he's embracing Tony Pollard. Um, and you got to remember, man, Zeke was the one showing him the ropes when he came in. And, you know, they work together. They feed off each other's energy, which is great. And uh, it's just really, we're fortunate at the fact that we have a backup running back that's running on this level right now. I think it's young energy uh, to added fuel to this, added to this team. And I think it'll make Zeke work harder at the end of the day when he sees Tony balling out. So they're both going to work hard together, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but I think it'll all work out. I think Zeke wants to win this whole team wants to win so we're gonna see what's gonna happen yeah 100 bro so we wanted to touch up on every nfl game but sadly the cowboys took over man we really got passionate into it and there was an no argument that was stemming yeah. Yeah. yeah we wanted to get our point across that tony pollard could potentially be rb1 but with the Cowboys system the running now why breaks up why not break you know what i mean whatever the fuck they say anyway one we're going sunday night football Patty Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Lamar finally gets his first win over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Do you think it was huge for him, or do you think that it was really what he said it was? It's just another game. He said it's not the Super Bowl. Everybody relaxed, pumped the brakes. Wasn't that crazy? What do you think, think it was? I think Lamar has that attitude um, naturally. 
Uh, you, you know, especially when you see him and Harbaugh talking on the sidelines, you know, when they show them mic'd up moments. Uh, he has yeah, that, it sure as hell looked like he was celebrating like it was a Super Bowl. But that's, <laughs> that's, what that's, I was, that's what I was just about to say. On the other hand, they can't deny that this was an absolutely huge game for this Baltimore team. Huge game for him. Uh, you know, he's always comparing himself to Patrick Mahomes. So there it goes to just show you that he he lurks in his mind. Um, so he did want to go out there and outplay Patrick Mahomes. That was on his mind before the game, and it was on his mind after i think this was a huge game for the ravens getting this win was it their first win against the chiefs yes sir that's, that's he's huge. one and three uh all he's all he keeps saying to the coach man is that you know he wants to chase the super bowl he needs to get on his level and his meaning patrick mahomes uh so you just know he's in his mind yeah he, he was caught with saying to john harbour i want what he got exactly like, that's what yeah. he wants he had they he's both have the mvps him. yeah he just wants that so if ring. So you're chasing somebody at the end of the day, you want to beat them. That game meant everything to Lamar last night to w- go out and win it, especially the fashion that he did with two rushing touchdowns, man. He got it done by any means necessary. Definitely. Uh, it was kind of sloppy in the beginning. He started off with a pick six. Yeah, uh, Tyron Matthew had two picks in one quarter. <laughs> it was just insane. Shout out to uh, yeah. uh, the young corner that locking Tyreek down, man, and especially on that one play. That was a huge third down, I believe, uh, where Tyreek actually he didn't get the ball, man. I mean, the defensive player swatted him, and that was that. Yeah, definitely, man. It was like it was – I don't know. I, I respect Lamar in a sense to where he really locked in. He had full composure towards the end. He never really gave up. Um in a sense that Kansas City kind of did, man. They took the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. I know Andy Reid's a terrific play caller. Towards the end of that game, when they handed it off to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I know they weren't thinking fumble, but just give it to Patrick Mahomes to run up the middle for a sneak. I don't even give a fuck. Like, I honestly, don't take the ball out of his hands. Like, Just get in the middle of the field like a normal play. Yeah. If you guys aren't looking for a deep ball or aren't looking to score, clearly they were just looking to get in position closer to a field goal. QB sneak with Patty. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was know. shocked. I thought we were going to see a little more running action from Patrick Mahomes because I feel like he it kind of maybe puts on the burners. His, like, is his ankle still messed up? Maybe. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point because I was waiting for it all night for him for to start toe, running. Whatever the hell it was. For him to start running around in the game because I feel like whenever he plays Lamar, he pulls out the burners just to prove a point <laughs> that he could do both as well. Um, but. I will say, uh, you know, one thing I got to ask you about is that fourth down play. I mean, you seen Hardball ask him, and he just like they did against who, who, who did they do that to uh, against Seattle before? Um, and he asked him, "Do you want to go for this?" And you seen him mouth it, and uh, Lamar said, "Oh yeah, let's do it." And what happened? <laughs> yeah, man, I think that Harbaugh just—I think he knew he was going to go for it. He just wanted a little bit. He he said it in post game that he just wanted a little bit of. Um, he looks to Lamar. He just wanted somebody yeah. else's opinion. You know what I mean? He knew he was going to say yeah, yeah. Him essentially. And Lamar have a cool yeah, yeah, it's really cool to see them too. Um, I think Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson used to have that. I feel like they don't anymore. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's very, it's really good for a coach and quarterback to have a strong like, to click like relationship. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I feel like McCarthy's. It's cool how he is around the Cowboys to yeah, see that I in mean, Hard Knocks. Knocks. I thought yeah. it was a little bit Hard Knocks. I appreciate because I thought McCarthy was a little bit more stern, a little bit more out of the loop. Like you know, yeah. he honestly is funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, man. and same with Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, yeah. just going off both of our teams yeah, off yeah. rip. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Mike Tomlin's a great coach, has great culture. I feel like any coach that really stretches culture. I know we're getting a little bit off topic here, but any coach that stresses culture is just like a good environment it's a win-win to win. yeah, yeah. yeah it's always a win-win definitely man but monday night football tonight those of you who don't know yeah. we record on mondays again so aka last night <laughs> when you guys are listening but aaron Rodgers, horrible week one you think he comes back 
Yeah, I think this is the Aaron Rodgers bounce back game. He's in Green Bay, man. I think yeah, uh, they're they're in Green Bay, and he, I don't, I don't think he likes the chatter of last week. I mean, regardless of what, I think he's going to come out tonight and he's going to ball out. You watch out for Valdez Scantling. Watch out for Devonte Adams, obviously, and uh, I think it's going to be a big passing game for Aaron Rodgers tonight. Maybe over three hundred. 300 yards. I agree with you on that one. Devontae Adams is going to go off for my fantasy. We will be posting the Wise Guys first matchup in fantasy. Drum roll, please. You guys will find out who won once we drop it tomorrow. It's not over yet. All I have to say is anything could happen. He has one player playing. I have one player playing. We will see who tops it. Yeah, man. I mean, we got in a little bit of everything. We did, Talked man. a little bit of baseball. Talked a little bit of music. Talked a little bit of Cristiano Ronaldo, soccer. Everything, man. Gave little people a little bit of food knowledge. Maybe I'll do that next week. We'll yeah, see man. what they want. If the people fuck with it, I mean, I, think, I, might, drop, I might just do it anyway, Nico man. Nico drop a chef tip every week, man, in the intro of every episode for y'all that like cooking out there. I think that'll be a nice little interactive thing for y'all. We might get Ant to teach y'all how to fade. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe it's a little might hard like, to do over audio, but you know, I could give I can give some barber lessons out. Know, you turn it to the one, you fade <laughs> a little bit, turn it to the two. Yeah, the guardian and Nick learned a thing shit. or two, you know, hanging around. But look, oh uh, yeah, so we're gonna be dropping them, and uh, but if you made it this far, we. Appreciate the love and support, man. We got into everything. It's week two. We'll be back week three. We're going to be taking callers this upcoming week. If you're down, bro, let's get these callers in for Philadelphia versus Dallas. First Eagles-Cowboys game this early in the year. I can't wait. I'm hyped. I'm hyped to see Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott. I'm hyped to see Devontae Smith and C.D. Lamb. I'm hyped to see these guys go at it, man. And uh, it's an incredible thing. And um, that's that's pretty much it. Packers <laughs> minus 11.5. That's all I got to say, man. Yes, Blowout sir. in Lambeau. Packers 42, Lions 17. And Valdez Scantling anytime TD score. You already know, man. And TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> Peace.